Good morning. We are Tim and Michelle Hill with Connect Over Coffee, and this is the Morning Moments Matter Show. Tim's trying to figure out what to do with his hands. <laughs> we are here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning for about 10 minutes over a cup of coffee to give you a shot of caffeine, good news, and inspiration. Your morning moments really do matter. How you start your day is how the rest of your day goes. So we're starting with some fun this morning, and that's why you're here. So what are we celebrating today? This one can be fun and interactive. Interactive. I get to participate today. August 27th is World Rock, Paper, Scissors Day. Awesome. It's very cool. So we'll have to <laughs> pick a subject, a debate, and then rock, paper, scissor it to see who wins. Roly-poly Oli versus Beachy. No, I already decided I like roly-poly Oli. Okay. Did you have a, a what did you call it? A decision. A debate in a, mind? Yes. Okay. What is it? Uh, I lied. <laughs> you lied <laughs> on nothing. air to our listeners? But at least I owned up to it. I didn't oh, continue the lie. <laughs> that's what gets that you. That makes it okay? That's how they get you. No, that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> well, I didn't really lie. You should apologize. Well, I, I'm sorry that I said I had something. I had something and then it left me, so I forgot. Oh, now you're making I excuses. I didn't lie. I'm spinning. <laughs> I should go into politics. You're a good apologizer and you're failing. I'm sorry. It's all my fault. <laughs> this is not at all where we thought the show was no, going to go. No, really. This <laughs> rabbit hole. This World Rock, Paper, Scissors Day okay. is a holiday that celebrates this iconic hand games. It's a day to play rock, paper, scissors just for fun or to settle the dispute <laughs> that we, that, that we don't know what later. it is. Did you know that rock, paper, scissors... Is considered the oldest hand game in the world. I did not. In fact, it dates all the way back to the Chinese Han da Dynasty that began in 206 BC. That's a long time ago. Yes. There are accounts of this game in Japanese history also, and the earliest versions of the game was called Slug, Snake, and Frog, which is so strange because who, what kills the snake? I mean, you understand with rock, paper, scissors, you understand what words, and you understand, you know, a slug... No, that's going to lose every time. Why would you even pick that? What can a slug kill? And a frog is not going to kill anything but the slug. And the snake's going to kill everything. So that's why they had to change it, I guess. <laughs> They're like, this game is horrible. <laughs> Everybody picks snake. <laughs> so they changed it to rock, paper, scissors that came in in the 17th century. It took them a long time to figure out that slug, snake, and frog was not good choices. And it wasn't until the 1920s that the game made its way to Great Britain. And then in 1932, an article in the New York Times described the rules of rock, paper, scissors. So in America, we've only been playing, we've only been doing rock, paper, scissors since 1930s. That not, surprises me. Yeah, really. Not even 100 have, years. I would have. Right? <laughs> yeah, it hadn't been 100 years yet. For the oldest hand game, we, we came late to the party. Yes, we did. <laughs> Even we though, wouldn't play when it was slugs and snakes. <laughs> no, we had to wait till it gets to something, you know, more violent, like scissors and rocks. <laughs> Less slimy. But even though we came late to the game, apparently there's been strategies developed and studies about this um, around rock, paper, scissors. Some people who lose the first round switch to using the thing that their opponent used to beat them in the last round. That's one strategy. Other people lean on statistics to help them and they just do a third each time. They use one, you know, a third of the time each time. Well, okay, but which strategy works? They didn't say that. Well, what is knowing them <laughs> unless you know which one works? But they did get some statistics actually 
real statistics. So I guess they had people playing it and playing it and playing it and they recorded it because 35.4% of the time people use rock, 35.0% of the time they use paper and 29.6% they use scissors. So the third thing is, is working out. Yeah. But also they did some studies about what type of people throw certain symbols more often. And they found that aggressive and angry people <laughs> throw the rock more often. Shocking. If you're playing against a, an aggressive per person, then you should play paper because they're probably going to throw rock and then you'll win. Women are more likely to throw scissors and men are more likely to throw rock, as we mentioned. So aggressive people overall, regardless of gender, but men throwing rocks more often. So there's a lot of studies analyzing this. I bet it was a government funded study. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> there's an association. Yes. The World Rock, Paper, Scissors Association in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada started on this day in 2014. It's a new association, fairly. Their goal is, was to encourage as many people as possible to play this game for fun, as well as use it for decision-making processes. So, that's what you should do. Regardless of gender, age, language, you can play this game. Everyone has equal chance to win. So what are we fighting about? That needs to be decided. What? Well, not necessarily fight. It can be for fun. What? We're going to have for dinner and you want one thing and I want another. Or where are we going to go hiking and you want to go one place and I want to go another. Then you do the rock, place, you know, rock, paper, scissors. True. That's decision making. But I thought you said at the beginning of the episode you promised our listeners a debate. I didn't promise nothing. <laughs> I didn't say, did I say? I can't think of anything that we've been arguing about. I know. Really. We don't argue, which is fantastic. <laughs> So let's but just, we do. I'm sure we disagree on something. I just can't think of anything up front. You're right. That's a good thing. I mean, if we could just jump on something we disagree with right away. There's like that something at the tip of my tongue that, that we, oh, we'll have to bring it back in the chatter next week if we figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you need to listen to next remnants week's chatter. Episodes. It's the remnants of chatter. So we just do one right now? All right. Now that we know all the strategies and all the statistics and all the stereotypes, should we just use those or go against those? Well, or why would I tell you, know? you? How do you know? I don't know. Why are we going to All right. Ready? You, how do you do it? One, two, three, and you throw it in the third one. You don't know time. how to it's do it? It's been a long time. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay. One. Wait, you got to go three. I went to three. You do it on three. No, you do one, two, three. Oh, I thought it was one, two, and then you do it on <laughs> three. All right. One, two, three, throw. And then throw. Okay. Yes. All right. One, two, three. I win! Scissors cuts paper. Uh, I win the debate. The next debate we have, I automatically win. Oh, no, that's not my <laughs> The next argument, I already have I already have it down. All right. So, <laughs> here we are. We'll move right on from that since I lost. What are you likely... Yeah, if you won, there'd be gloating. <laughs> what are you likely to find when you're outside and you lift up a rock? A slug or a snake or a frog. A critter, a little critter, Some type right? Of, yeah. If you are on Fraser Island, you might find a funnel web spider, a particular one found only there on the island. So Fraser Island is this. Now we're back to the it starts off bad <laughs> <laughs> formula. Fraser Island is located in southeast Queensland, Australia. It's known as Gori to the Aborigines, which fittingly means paradise. It's a popular tourist destination. Except for the spiders. But if you're afraid <laughs> of spiders, you are not gonna be a fan of this information. It is said that for every square meter of land on the island, there is a venomous spider. Yes, I've read that everything on Australia will kill you. 
I mean, there's they have more poisonous and deadly animals there than any other place. True. Yeah. There are over 40 species of fennel web spiders in Australia alone, and it is deadly. One drop of venom can kill a human in less than 15 minutes. Goodness. No one has died, though, since anti-venom was developed in the 1980s, and there weren't a whole lot of deaths before that, because generally, if someone's bitten, it's through clothing, and they don't get a full dose, that most of that one drop disperses on their clothing. But... <laughs> but fun fact break time the venoms of australian funnel web spiders are among the most complex in the natural world there are more than 3,000 different molecules in the venom of the fraser island funnel web spider that's not easy to say that's a lot of molecules it is this spider has been around for 400 million years that's about 150 million years before dinosaurs. That's what happened to the dinosaurs. Yeah, right. <laughs> the funnel web spiders killed the dinosaurs. That whole asteroid thing hitting there, not happening. It was a funnel web spider. <laughs> Interestingly, their venom is not deadly to cats or dogs or other small what? mammals. But dinosaurs. Possibly dinosaurs, definitely just humans. Just humans? Well, the other... Well, what do they use it for? <laughs> the other small mammals can survive a dose of 100 times the lethal dose of a human. Aren't we lucky? They use it to kill their favorite food, which is a particular... Tyrannosaurus rex. Millipede. <laughs> Not a Tyrannosaurus rex. Their preferred food is a particular millipede, so it's also deadly to millipedes. It actually isn't... Millipedes? Are, I don't, there's some poisonous millipedes as I don't well. think it actually a, kills like them. sci-fi movie. I think it immobilizes them. It paralyzes them. Okay. So, you're still waiting for the good news, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you killed off the dinosaurs with the spider. and Australian researchers have discovered a potentially life-saving treatment for heart attacks inside that deadly venom. The venom contains a protein known as H1, HI1A. I say that wrong every time I think it. One of the project's lead researchers, and I'm going to get into a bunch of quotes now because it was easier to read you quotes than to figure out how to say this just as well. So Professor Glenn King of the University of Queensland said the protein could be used as a drug to stop cardiac cells from dying as the result of a heart attack. Here's what he says about it. The problem with the heart is that it has zero capacity to regenerate. People might survive a heart attack, but those muscle cells will never come back. So they've got a very damaged heart. That's why any tissue that you can rescue during or after a heart attack is really really important. Dr. Palpant from UQ's Institute for Molecular Bioscience said, after a heart attack, blood flow to the heart is reduced, resulting in a lack of oxygen to heart muscle. The lack of oxygen causes the cell environment to become acidic, which combines to send a message for heart cells to die. It's called a death signal. Despite decades of research, no one has been able to develop a drug that stops this death signal in heart cells, which is one of the reasons why heart disease continues to be the leading cause of death in the world. HI1A suppresses that death signal. Oh, wow. Which is interesting considering that it's that the venom itself is fatal for humans. So they isolate that? That one protein. So team leader Peter McDonald says this discovery could benefit those waiting for a heart transplant even more than those suffering from a heart attack. He said, the survival of heart cells is vital in heart transplants. Treating hearts with HI1A and reducing cell death will increase how far the heart can be transported and improve the likelihood of a successful transplant. Usually, if the donor heart has stopped beating for more than 30 minutes before retrieval, the heart cannot be used. Even if we can buy an extra 10 minutes, that could make the difference between someone having a heart and someone missing out. For people wow. who are literally on death's door, this could be life-changing. How would you even think to look at spider venom for, I have no for idea. this? 
I don't know. This small spider venom protein was shown to markedly improve recovery from strokes as well, saying amazingly redu reducing damage to the brain even when it is given up to eight hours after the onset of the stroke. Wow, that's very impressive and, and vital because a lot of times they say the stroke damage happens and if you don't do anything to it, it's permanent. But if you get, And it's usually like minutes. Yeah. So if you got hours, that could definitely change somebody's recovery in life. Yes. So they also say for heart attack victims, our vision for the future is that HI1A could be administered by first responders in the ambulance, which would really change the health outcomes of heart disease. The protein has been tested in human heart cells with positive results, and I think this news came out last week. You may have heard it, actually. But they're aiming to start human clinical trials both for strokes and heart disease in the next two to three years. That's a silver lining from the, the spider venom. It fascinates me that there are so many of these creatures that we're discovering can be drugs taken from or venom or whatever in the rainforest or all over the world. It seems, I don't know where I was going with that. It just seems like all of that stuff would have been discovered and there's so much more out there all the time coming up with yeah. things. I mean, that, and like I said, how do you even know to, let's look at this venom to see if it can help stroke <laughs> and heart attack victims. I how, how do you even think of that? Well, I, mean, I suspect that they were pulling apart the different molecules and testing them for what that they might do. And they found that that property and they thought, oh, well, let's try it on this. And I don't yes. know. That's why research. That's is, why I'm not. A research is long and expensive because <laughs> yes. you try it on so many different things that doesn't work. They like can't go all be winners. Spider hunting, and then you get to do that. It's the insurance for the people handling the spiders. Well, that's true. <laughs> I have to buy a lot of anti-venom. <laughs> or wear a uh, hazmat suit. <laughs> that's right. How big are these spiders? Are they like monster big spiders? They're not. They're a medium-sized spider, but they are scary-looking. Yeah, <laughs> big like big legs, and they're shiny. Most of them are shiny black. Um, they're kind of vicious. There's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch one if I, <laughs> regardless of whether it's up. venomy. I need to Google. <laughs> Today's to-go cup quote is from Jeffrey Fry. I never wake up in the morning and wonder why I'm here. I wake up and wonder why I'm not making here better. I, I think that's a huge mind shift. Like those two questions. It's this understanding of what our purpose is, whether we're here to serve others or to be served in so many ways. And so that's today's question. What's your outlook? Which of those questions are you more likely to ask yourself? Uh, what were, what, how did he say it? Why I'm here or why I'm not making here better. Yeah. I like it. Today's episode is brought to you by the Morning Moments Matters box. If you want an easy step into a morning routine, the Morning Moments Matter Box is a super simple way to take the time you use brewing your morning coffee and turn it into a ritual that will start your day in a positive frame of mind. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We look forward to coffee and conversation with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'll be back Monday, so have a nice weekend, and we will see you then. Until then, remember that your best day starts this morning. Stay caffeinated, y'all. beach ball to roll around our property <laughs> play within our pool that's crazy it just rolls around how many years has this been going on just since july oh july 23rd i think i thought it was like from the 60s no we're like <laughs> why would you think it was from the 60s especially when i said july 23rd oh i wasn't listening <laughs> <laughs> it's been like a few weeks
I don't know. And already there are copycat inflatables. It's a good idea. It's fun. It's fun. Today's story is less Do you fun. Think... There was one big patch on it that said, Patched by Marcy or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's got names all around it. All over. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Hopefully somebody doesn't just like puncture it with a knife. Oh, way to bring the bad negative <laughs> world back to my front doorstep. Somebody's going to go out and murder Rolly. We're chattering about something that's not today. And listen to listen the previous to episode. episode. <laughs> that would be episode 97. <laughs> and oh, listen to that. I think it's actually episode 96. Well, this one's 98, so the one previously. I know, but I think it was Monday's episode. Oh, I Monday's think it was two days ago? It was Monday's episode. Someday that so ends in a while. So it would have been 96. Well, go look at that, and then you'll know what we're talking about for Roly Polioli. So, do we have any other chatter? I don't know, do we? Do you have a topic you want to chat about? It's Friday. Kale. Kale. Very nutrient-dense garnish that should not be eaten. Well, that was boring. Hummingbirds. They're fascinating. They're chasing each other around outside our window They're right not now. very There were nice. four of them out there a second ago. They're angry birds. They're angry birds. <laughs> They're just hungry. They don't like to share. All right, you know what? Let's they're, go. They're not sharing birds. What's it called? A funnel cake spider? That's all. Once you said that, that's all I could think of. Is funnel cake, funnel cake, funnel cake. Funnel web. Funnel web. It's the shape of their web. Looks like a funnel. They build, they have funnels that um, like open at the surface. It's an underground. And then they have an underground layer. And so the, the holes to the funnel come up and the millipedes will crawl in there and they'll feel the vibrations and then they'll, yeah. Science fact for the day. Cool deal. Roly poly oly, roly poly oly, rawhide.